Alleluia, Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. Alleluia. Now it is true that the law of God is good and wise, as we sing in the hymn. Yet, by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in God's sight. Since through the law comes knowledge of sin. You see, people that try to live by God's law end up in either two different places, one of two different places, either pride or despair. The person with pride deceives himself into thinking that he is actually keeping God's law. Or he looks at all the other people and thinks, well, I screw up a little bit, but I know I'm keeping the law better than that person. In other words, the prideful person becomes self-righteous, pitting themselves up and against other people, putting themselves over them. And the person who honestly tries to live by the law's demands comes out on the other side of the spectrum. This person ends up in despair. When you honestly look at the law's demands, you see you have not kept the law you realize that you've sinned and that everyone around you has sinned. Everybody is on equal plane. We understand that the wages of sin is death and that instead of giving life, the letter of the law has killed us. This leads to despair. In our readings today, we see two people who, by the law, were taken from pride to despair, from self-righteousness to hopelessness, from the place of rejecting God to a place where the Holy Spirit was able to call them by the gospel and enlighten them with his gifts. He was able to sanctify them and keep them with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. Both Peter and Paul, through very different circumstances, were brought to the same place. But because of time, we're only going to be focusing on one of the men, namely Peter. Peter was a follower of Jesus from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. And on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he told Peter and the other disciples He said, Jesus said, you will all fall away. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Now, Peter did not like the sound of this. Peter had actually, before Jesus said this, he said, you will never die on the cross. If you remember, Jesus was talking about his death and Peter says, this shall never happen to you. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. And then on this night, Jesus was questioning Peter's resolve. You see, Peter had followed Jesus for three years. Through thick and thin, he was always right there. Even after the, reading, or after the feeding of the 5,000 people, everybody turned away. And Peter was the one who spoke up and said, after Jesus asked Peter and the twelve, would you like to go away as well? If you remember, Peter said, 
where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have come to know and believe that you are the son of the living God. Peter was there through thick and thin. And now Jesus was telling him, you will turn away. Peter took offense. He replied, even though they all fall away, I will not. Jesus said to Peter, Truly, I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But Peter knew himself, and he knew that Jesus was wrong. He knew that Jesus, who is God's word made flesh, Peter confessed it as much. He knew, Peter knew that Jesus had made a mistake about Peter's faithfulness. Peter's pride was hurt that God's word could even bring into question Peter's steadfast faith. To question his resolve. So Peter said emphatically, If I must die with you, I will not deny you. Do you ever think you're a good Christian? Do you ever think there is nothing in this world that could take me away from Jesus? You, like Peter and all of us, would be wrong. The law, remember, shows us every place that we have sinned, that is, turned away from Jesus, in our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. And every time we sin, we have allowed something in this world to make us turn, to make us scatter. It is very, very easy for all of us, including myself, to be lured in away from leaving, or lured into leaving Jesus. Our faithfulness is equal to faithlessness. Thankfully, the scripture says. Even when we are faithless, Jesus is faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Peter, just as Jesus said, fell away. He fell away and he denied him three times. When the cock crowed twice, it brought God's word to Peter's mind. And Peter's pride was crushed. Peter had turned his back on the son of the living God. His fear of being mocked, spit on, beaten, put in prison, his fear of death caused him to, to lie and deny Jesus. He broke the eighth commandment by lying. And he broke the second commandment. If you remember, the Bible says he called down curses upon himself, saying, I don't know the man. And then when he was confronted with the memory of God's word, Peter understood that God alone is truthful and every man a liar. His pride was replaced with great sorrow over what he had done. The Bible says that he went out and he wept bitterly. 
My friends, you and I are not good Christians. We have nothing in ourselves to be proud of. Every day we deny Jesus when we break the Ten Commandments. We deny Jesus also when we complain about our teachers, about our bosses. We deny Jesus when we talk badly about other people. We deny Jesus when we lust after the things of the flesh. We are faithless. The law proves that no one is righteous, not even us. We have failed. Early in the morning, three days later, later, Peter had heard that Jesus was raised from the dead. Then that same evening, Peter saw Jesus. When Peter saw Jesus' hands, when he saw his side, when he received the Holy Spirit and the word of peace from Jesus himself, Peter was filled with joy and gladness. The next Sunday, Peter met with the disciples again, and Jesus was there once more, and once more he spoke a word of peace to Peter and the other, the other eleven, ten. This was great. This was more than that. This was amazing. Jesus rose from the dead, and more than his and more than that, Jesus' death and resurrection delivered peace to Peter. But I have to think, as Peter reflected on the events that took place before the resurrection. He became sad once more. As he looked back on himself, he began to doubt God's word once more. Remember, when Jesus rose from the dead, he gave the disciples, including Peter, a charge. Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any... It is withheld. This was a commissioning. Uh, This was what we look at in the small catechism as the office of the keys, the forgiveness of sins. In other words, Jesus was placing Peter as pastor. And when Peter looked at himself, he began to wonder if he would fail Jesus again. He thought, how can I carry this message of forgiveness of sins when I have failed so badly in the past? Martin Luther even thought about this as as, uh, in his sacristy prayer. Martin Luther says, if it was left to me, and pastors are encouraged to, to pray this, if it was all left to me, the whole thing would have fell apart right from the very beginning. And I think Peter stopped looking at Jesus just as he did when he was walking on the water. And he began to look at himself and the situation. And I believe Peter doubted. You see, the source of any good in us does not come from within us. It comes from Jesus. Jesus says, abide in me. 
and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, and that's even stuff we try to do for him. If I say, I'm really going to buckle down and do this for Jesus, that's not abiding in Jesus. That's performing for Jesus. But Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. This was a lesson that Peter was still learning, and it's a lesson that we will learn until the day he takes us home. So on the third time that Jesus revealed himself to the disciples, Jesus took Peter aside, and he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus told him, feed my lambs. Two more times, Peter asked Jesus, er, Jesus asked Peter the same question. And the third time, once he, uh, and I'm sorry, two more times Jesus asked Peter the same question. And the third time he once again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he had asked him a third time, do you love me? And Peter said, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Three times Peter denied Jesus. And two times Jesus breathed on him and gave him the Holy Spirit. One time he fed him fish, also proving that through the blood of the cross, all things are held together, even my daily bread. And three times, the same amount of times that Peter denied Jesus, three times, Peter was reinstated as a pastor. Feed my sheep. You see, Peter had no strength to carry out his ministry on his own. But Jesus died for Peter's sin, rose from the dead, and literally, literally breathed new life into Peter. Jesus showed Peter his body and his bloody scars that were given and shed for the denial of him that were given and shed for Peter's sin. And as we know from the rest of the story, Jesus' gift to Peter would transform Peter from a self-righteous person who trusted in his own abilities into a man who abided in Jesus. Day in and day out, God took away Peter's sin. And day in and day out, Peter rose to love his neighbor. My friends, we should not think ourselves as being any, any better than anybody else. The same sins that bring down our neighbor are the same sins that tempt us and bring us down as well. There's just as much sin in here as there is out there. Our only hope is to abide in Jesus who we were baptized into. You were baptized. If you have not been baptized, 
Please talk to me. I would love to talk to you about the gift that God desires to give you. But if you have been baptized, that baptism with water indicates a daily repentance, a daily confession, and a daily resurrection, a daily new life. You see, we dare not think too highly of ourselves as we do in our pride, nor in our despair should we think too little of our Lord's work for us that was accomplished on the cross. I know sometimes it's hard to believe that even your sin that nobody else knows about can be forgiven. When we think that way, we're being tempted to think that Jesus' cross isn't big enough to pay for my sin. That's prideful in itself. You cannot out-sin God's forgiveness. You should not try. (laughs) You may be in danger of, of falling away. But if you desire to come back Christ has paid for the way. You see, the law does not kill all hope. It does kill all hope that we have of saving ourselves. But the gospel of Jesus takes away all despair. The Holy Spirit is faithful to not only call us to faith, just as he did with Paul, just as he did with Peter, but he is able to keep us in the faith. You know, Peter came to confess Jesus as Lord, just as Martin Luther did. But unlike Luther, Peter ended up facing his fear head-on in this. Jesus said, you will be led where you do not want to go. Peter was asked to deny Jesus once again. And he made no vow that he would not do so. And yet, as he abided in Christ, the confession that came from Peter's lips, even as he himself was crucified, was that Jesus is Lord. That gets me because I think when Peter said, I will not deny you, he failed. And when he abided, he bore the fruit that leads to everlasting life, giving witness to us, the church, and to all the world that Jesus Christ is Lord. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.